double bill, double bill. Comparing culture, it's double bill. Putting two things together, it's double bill, it's double bill. Goes together like chocolate and peanut butter, like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, like a hamburger and a bun, like baby ducks and staple guns. Record scratch! Double bill, double bill, comparing culture, it's double bill. Putting two things together, it's double bill, it's double bill. Hello, this is Double Bill, and I'm Joshua. I wish Emma Thompson was my best friend, Humphrey. And I'm Brian. My butt is always pixelated. Lots of jokes. <laughs> and I am Mikey. I am Tom Hanks' hairpiece postal. Tom Hanks' hairpiece postal. Yeah, it's like a warm-up, a vocal warm-up. Yeah, your name's got a lot of speed bumps. We got a lot of multiple words in these middle names this time. We're, We're complicated people. <laughs> we are complicated people, just like one of the movies tried to be, <sighs> but wasn't. Today, this is my double bill, we are in the month of February here, right at the beginning of it, uh, and last month, at the end of uh, Brian Watson Jones's great double bill, Mannequin and the Doctor Who episode Woo, Blink, I haven't lost which it. I'm trying to hold on to with my sanity right <laughs> you're, now. You're being way too effusive. Mannequin is not some uh. piece of high art. However, comparatively, uh? that was high art compared to that. I will say, in retrospect, we watched for this episode Saving Mr. Banks, the new Disney film, and uh, Escape from Tomorrow, which came out both last year, I guess, because we're now in 2014. And you know, in retrospect, Mikey, Basket Taste is much more higher up on my list of you better movies. You think so? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, well, Basket Case... I mean, it's not like a huge differentiation, well, but it's like... like... Somebody wrote a plot and made a movie, and they said, yeah, mutant right. twin brother. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a dumb their horror guns. slasher movie, which, you know, there's a million of those, but... This one was riding the uh, riding the Tomorrowland ride of a conceit that didn't fucking go anywhere. <laughs> Pardon my. Well, it's like we tried to get on the Buzz Lightyear ride, and we ne- it, it shut down before it we got on. Shut down. Yeah, for reasons. <laughs> A lot of reasons. All right. No, actually, no reasons really. Well, let's let's start off. Let's with, let's, uh, let's get let's in start this. with saving Mr. Banks, Ma- which was the better of the films that we saw, and yes. the more challenging to see. I might add, uh, you guys. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think this was. We didn't get a chance to see Saving Mr. Banks together, uh, unlike previous double bills at the theater. Um, Attempt numero uno with Brian and Josh. Why don't you guys tell it? It was kind of funny. Well, well, we I was there at Rosedale AMC, and I arrived. I got a text from you saying, no, can't make it, sorry. Funeral, funeral, yep, yep. Oh, yep, sorry. Uh, and then you couldn't show up because of life reasons. Yeah, life reasons. And then I was just like, well, I'm not seeing it with either of them. I'll just buy some shoes and go home, And which, I, which is what I did. Uh, How and, are those shoes? Uh, you know, I haven't worn them yet. Ah. <laughs> wow! I was hoping that'd be then, an interesting sidebar. No, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't yes, at all. No. They are very—they're very nice lavender-colored shoes, though. I, I really like them. Fancy, uh, and they're oh. so fancy. I haven't wanted to wear them yet. <laughs> But uh, the second time we tried, we went to Rosedale AMC, me and Brian, together. Yeah. And you were driving back from Iowa, was, so you, yep. were, you were a very distant maybe at best. So On the road again. And yeah, we yeah. were in the theater. We would bought our tickets. Uh, you'd had, you had you bought some food. We were, we were, yeah, we I were bought some really in. subpar chicken fingers, i got to say. Ugh. Well, $7 chicken fingers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were tucked in. We were just past the Greg Kinnear movie. Well, we got we got past the Greg Kinnear trailer yeah. about Life After Death. We got past the the John Hamm trailer about uh-huh. um, Jerry Maguire, but with Indian people. 
um, we got into the Jesus trailer. Yep. And and then, like, lights started flashing, mm-hmm. and I thought somebody was taking, like, a picture. Right. But no, it was the fire Look, alarm. Look, it's Jesus. Yeah, oh. that's actually what my, my thoughts. Like, the paparazzi are showing up yeah, to play Jesus. Yeah, weird, like, non-threatening siren, which is not what you want from a fire alarm. You want something startling. Yeah. And then everybody very orderly got up and left the theater. Yeah. So and I'm now checking... I'll never know how the Jesus trailer ends. Like, is he okay? I'm checking Facebook, and I see this picture of poor, sad Brian Watson-Jones in front of the AMC Rosedale. And I'm sorry, a Jesus movie trailer before Saving Mr. Banks? Yeah, yeah apparently. Because Sense is made. Um, yeah, it's a feel-good movie. It Christians is. Christians apparently go see it. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, that was their attempt, number one. My attempt was trying to find it in a theater. Um, and I, didn't, I couldn't find it anywhere. We were going to go on Saturday... And it literally was one of those dig, 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 and try to find time. And it apparently Saturday was the day it evacuated almost all mainstream theaters. Mm-hmm. The last showing at AMC was at 10 p.m. And we were like, we're not going to go. So we wound up going to uh, Willow Creek in Plymouth, which I have not been to since Zoolander in 2001. <laughs> so uh, we, yeah. ended up, we ended up getting there. And the only biblical one we had was Noah, the, the new air. Oh, yeah, Superboat? Oh, Superboat, yeah. Boat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Gladiator on a boat. Um, so we finally, but literally today is the podcast. We saw it two days ago, late Saturday night. Yeah, I saw it Thursday night. Uh, after class, I was like, well, you know, it's at AM or the Rose or no, the Icon over yeah. in St. Louis Park. And I was like, well, I got 45 minutes to get over there. I might as well just go do it now. I'm not going to do anything else with my night. So I might as well just go watch it. And I was the only one in the theater for like a yeah. 945 show. Wow. Yeah. yeah I, I saw it last night at the Mall of America at nine. And I didn't realize that the whole, basically the whole mall closes at seven. So I went to the Mall of America, ran a couple of errands, and then sat in my car and read for an hour and 45 minutes. (laughs) Holy shit. Because, by God, we had enough problems. We had to to get this. This was our homework. We crammed. Without me showing up and trying to BS my way through this. Yeah, yeah, the movie was, my favorite part was Emma Thompson. And, yeah, got to it eventually. Had more than just me in the theater, so that was nice. So for those unfamiliar with Saving Mr. Banks, it follows the story of P.L. Travers as she's selling or in the process of selling her rights to Disney, and she's very reluctant to do so. The author of Mary Poppins. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. She's, off, she's selling Mary Poppins, uh, the rights to it for the big screen adaptation, and she's reluctant to do it because she's afraid that Disney's just going to totally ruin it. Like, it's, she's going to turn it into an animated film, it's going to yeah. be all schmaltzy, etc. Animated et cartoon music. And she has a very clear idea, as <laughs> any writer would, of what Mary Poppins would be inside her head and it means a lot to her and you see why over the course of the film mm-hmm. as uh, the film uh, kind of uh, switches back between modern it was the 60s wasn't it when Mary Poppins came 1961 yes. was or, when they were yeah, working 61, on it yeah. going back to 1906 I believe was when yeah. Uh, yeah, those scenes with maybe into her family yeah. so yeah it's, it's switching back between 1961 and the early 1900s of her life in Australia because she was originally from Australia before she was uh, a transplant to I think England where she lived for the remainder of her lifetime. And she wrote her mm-hmm. series of books because Mary she wrote Pop- a lot of other things too. She, like, yeah, but the the, po- the thing she's popular for it wasn't just a novel. It was a series of Mary Poppins mm-hmm. was a series of novels, and uh, the story goes according to this: Walt Disney had been courting her for about twenty, 20 years. years. Yeah, and she had been shooting him down left and right, and the 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 impetus for her to start the negotiations again for realsies is that. Her money, yeah. yeah. Her agent was she like, was "You're out of money. It's no longer uh, sales are way down." And she wanted to, to basically just keep her house. Yes, mm-hmm. kind of what her 
yeah, what that, she that to was do. the level it took to get her to let anybody else play. Because you know well, how how her character is set up is very much she is a very insular person and she like likes what she likes and mm-hmm. that's it. And, right. and to the to the you know nobody else's opinion really matters to her, including Walt Disney's. Certainly not Walt Disney. Cartoon not. maker? No, the not car- the cartoon maker. Just can't stand. I know. I didn't. Just well, what, the, 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 what I loved about the movie, I think, and what I think the movie stands on, like most strongly, is the well, maybe a couple other things, but like Tom Hanks uh, plays Walt Disney, and he does a great job, and Emma Thompson plays P.L. Travers, and she does a fantastic job. Mm. Like I thought, the mm. acting across the board in the whole movie was great. I don't. Yeah. Think oh yes, Paul Giamatti is always a pleasant surprise. When he does, when he then the last time, and I have to bring this up because this was a car conversation on the way back paul giamatti uh one of the first roles he he played uh in the theater that we recognized him in uh my date and i was the movie my best friend's wedding and in my best friend's wedding he played a bellhop and he has a teeny tiny ass scene with julia roberts but it's really very sweet and it's understated and then he becomes paul giamatti okay so Mm -hmm. We fuck. We saw him in Jade Eight. Yeah, you know. We were talking before you arrived about like he always looks the same, basically. And yeah, he's he's, he's been looked in. like the same middle aged schlubby guy. For in fact, 15, he looked, but he's looked years. older. In, yeah, uh, but Jade he looked Eight. he looked relatively younger in this movie yeah. than he has in this last half dozen. Yes, yeah, and I think either it, because of makeup here or makeup there that they didn't use. And here he is. Uh, Jamani's playing a a limousine driver. Uh, Travers personal limousine driver while yeah, she's who works in, for Disney who, who well no he I think he's independent because remember he was kind of like when he went through the well, front, I think he's hired for Disney he's hired I mean, for by Disney. the company yeah to yeah. like drive her around but yeah. he he is like positive and he's not like positive with a chip even though later on you find out like some of he has person. reason to be kind of yeah. he could be he could be he's just one of life's optimists right and that's why the line that he has um, and I know this is hopping around the line he has when she's like, you need, she goes, doesn't like the sunshine, I don't like it, I prefer the rain, you need rain for life, and he's just like, so you need the sun for that too, you know? And you're just like, mm-hmm. good for you, Paul Giamatti. Um, but then you also have the Sherman Brothers, played by a wonderfully, played by B.J. Novak and Jason Schwartzman. Mm. Um, I can't remember the name. Uh, oh, and then you have uh, Mr. I Was In Cabin in the Woods, guy from... Bradley Whitmore. Bradley right. Whitmore, thank Whitmore, you, from... Thank you. Um, yeah. You from a West Wing, uh, he's fantastic, and you know they don't have like a bunch of strong singers, but here they come out and then when they're singing the songs, they're so earnest and they're and I just mm-hmm. it, it felt like a good movie, and I think the yeah the 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 crux moving it forward was actually pretty good. I thought I was going to be really angry, and I thought angry the, at what? What were you, what were you going to be angry at? You know, Peel Travers is like okay, she's going to hate everything. She's going to hate all the. But, well, you know, right. I I thought I w- I went into this because this double bill is set up on like this is Disney's brand, and I yeah. kind of wanted to be angry at the movie for like you know, not whitewashing history, but making it simple. Sure. Like, in mm-hmm. terms of like setting. Oh no, no whitewashing. Life. Disney was a racist. You can say. Whitewashing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can I? Is that all right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. He was. A, I'm white. I can give you. Well, I mean, like that. I mean, that's all we saw of Disney. Like we saw the nice guy Disney. We didn't right. see any yeah. kind of. We saw I guess Walt. I, I see I think we saw Walt drinking and smoking in one scene. Maybe. Yeah. And that's and that's and this he is says a movie. damn once. And yeah. That's like that's like the tip. The sanitized. That's you, edgy. You, you yeah. thought it was gonna sanitized, be pretty sanitized. Yeah. Well we and, saw we saw Uncle Walt. We didn't see Walter right. Disney, the dude, the the scrabbling, hard working businessman yeah. who destroyed his competitors and yada yada yada. Yeah. We saw yeah. Uncle Walt from the television. Yeah, we I mean and where where was the hard edge? I mean I wanted that's I'm the same way. Like, is he gonna like strong harm her in any way? Is he gonna I mean, and 
he goes to Kathy Baker a couple times, ask her opinion. They talk about his charm, though, like, throughout the movie, about, like, how charming he is and how he just gets mm-hmm. everybody to turn, like, around, like, to his point of view. But really, there's some other probably strong-arm tactics that were, you know, cut out of here. Yeah. Right. And I read, I mean, I was reading, and I remember walking out of it, and I'm just like, it still... The the part for me is that it still was a Disney movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a biopic grim and gritty. And I guess we were getting sad, like used to grim and gritty shit you know, happening. Like, what's the darker side of these people? Like, was P.L. Travers a cokehead? Was she doing opiates yeah. in her hotel room? Well, I got to say, the, the part that I half expected and was really relieved not to happen and I realized how used to it I am, uh, in the flashbacks when it's her and her family in Australia in 1906, um, there was some very loving stuff between her and her father, which was that... In the in the cynical the cynical way I have now feels kind of uncomfortable. Like, is there a sexual undertone to either side yeah, of those? Yeah. But it was you know there wasn't, I didn't there get, wasn't on I, either side. I didn't get that at all. Really, yeah, I never did. It, I thought it was going to be. I was the, a, I was worried it would be there, and I was what really I, what relieved I, when it wasn't. On what I, either I wanted side. more from the mother in the flashbacks. Yeah, I felt like the only time we saw because the, you know she, the uh, P.L. Travers when she's a young young girl her mother says to her like you don't love me like your father does yeah and it's just like well i know you love your father more yeah that's what she said i know you love your father more but one day you'll understand but then like you know she seemed like totally up you know she seemed like totally connected with her mother later like i mean it didn't it just felt like something the mother was going through and i wanted to see more of the mother's story too yeah i'm like what was she like how was she suffering because i was like is this i mean when they were moving on to wherever is this going to be another story about, like, the lovable father who just can't catch a break and he has to uproot mm-hmm. his family? I mean, because we've seen Cause that. Because a lot of the time she was just like, oh, shucks, let's just go on with what's happening until yeah. later, like, you know, she tries to commit suicide yeah. by walking into a river. Right. Yeah. So uh, that, not, it didn't see, it didn't come out, like, completely out of nowhere because I think if I was in that position, I would probably be going through some dark, like, times. Right. But, like, I, I wanted a little bit more to it. Like, until, that's, if I had to, about this movie... I think there were character beats that were missing from some of it. Yes. Mm. And uh, and it's like, the screenplay wa- was one thing, and I could see all the actors like working like to the nines to get like the work done that was coming out of the screenplay. And, like, they did all this other character work, yep. they did all this other stuff, and like they are working a little bit beyond what the script is, and you can really see like the seams sometimes with how, like, uh, I think the best, the best example I have is that we were talking about this, like Travers, mm-hmm. when she comes around when they're singing Let's Go Fly a Kite mm-hmm. and she's sort of tapping her foot and we were talking about like this like when she's yeah, tapping her foot she's been so anti-musical yeah, she's, she, she's been fighting the, the existence of songs in this movie and she's like kind of she they come to they break through in the script like you know what the movie is kind of about a little bit yeah, and they, uh, the she's tapping along with her foot but then and that I think would have been enough I don't think it would have needed to have gone beyond that but then she's up and dancing and kind of singing and laughing and I was just like oh that didn't feel like earned yeah that was fast and And then also but then on the flip side she comes down so fast she does come down really fast and when I'm like are those medicine I mean it was very like are you bipolar? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, because it's like, as soon as she hears about the dancing penguins, it just, it goes from like, yes, let's get to work. No, penguins! Yeah. March, 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 you know? All the way back to England. See, I I would agree that there were, there was definitely colors missing from the 60s stuff. I don't think there was in the 1906 stuff. Because there was I, definitely like mother aspect sure. missing, but that was, it didn't feel like it, yeah. because those weren't written, it felt because the kid wasn't seeing them. 
Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. we got hints of stuff, very juicy hints. Like when the father comes home in the middle of the day and he's playing with his kids and the mom finds a half-empty bottle of whiskey in his coat pocket. See, those scenes worked really well. Yeah, yeah. that that worked very well because you, you get these little glimpses of, oh, there is horrible, serious stuff she's dealing with that the kids are barely seeing. So I think like in terms of the past scenes, those scenes hit really well. Yeah. But then there were all these other scenes that I didn't feel like really Well, a lot well of it's probably because, I mean, Disney made this movie. Yeah. yeah. They, they showed, maybe not whitewashed, but the, the only the positive the Sanitized is a good word. Sanitized, yeah. Sanitized the sanitized side word. of the Disney part of the story. But they don't have any reason to have, to care about the Travers side and keeping that sanitized and keeping that perfect and making sure no one sees the dark if we know, can, natures of those individuals. Yeah. So they can show them all the way. If we can talk about the, the 1906 scenes, because, you know, it starts off in 1906 before they cut forward. And we know kind of what the movie's about. Um... The flashbacks, that's the other thing. I was hoping to flesh out what, how it makes uh, Pamela Travers, you know, Pamela Travers as an adult. And, you know, you're, you're given hints of it, like the pears in the pool, you know, mm-hmm. no pears. Um, but I'm given nothing except uh, a father who really does love his children. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. the father, played by Colin Farrell, does a really good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think... I really like, like I said, Colin the acting in this, this yeah. in this movie is fantastic. I, well, I don't dislike Colin Farrell, but I I don't think I've ever really liked him before. Yeah, I uh, as, uh, as like a character, I, as anything? a performer, in or maybe just maybe the parts he gets, maybe how he plays him. But this was the first movie where I was really impressed with what he was doing. Oh man, we're the, watching the, the Rouge next time. Then. In Rouge, yeah, possibly. Uh, well, it's an interesting character. He's a guy. He is a great father. He's a loving mm-hmm. father. He he loves his kids. There's none of those, you know, standard flags of horrible like that's beating the, or cheating or whatever. That's what I'm but trying. To he's get. completely failing him. Yeah. But he's failing them because of his alcoholism. Okay, yeah. so that's his crux. because of his weakness. But when he's in bed, hopped up with with consumption or tuberculosis, you know, he's yeah. coughing up lungs, and he's and she brings in her poem so that he reads it, and he's like, "What? It's not Yeats, you know? It's mm-hmm. hardly Yeats." Um, a very he, like, Irish thing that, to say. That, he, he says something oh, really shitty. I know what you're getting at because I felt like, like in that scene, like he wouldn't say that to his daughter. But the one he's been loving up, it's like okay, so I'm guessing his fucking spinach all the time has been booze as well. He's been a loving father because he's been able to super soak himself. Well, I think that then just shows sudden, how much how low he was. Well, then he was in. He's throwing out his only anchor. Well, yeah, and maybe. he's like, "You didn't get me any booze," and she's like, "It's all gone." And he fucking flips out at her, and he can't like find a, like. That like sank way too low. That was too far of a drop for me. I'm just like you know, if you just if you just look like resigned, like well, that's it, you know. Instead of like lashing out at this person who, it, you know, that she like he is her world, and has been established that that's that. And I don't think that he would like just chuck it all away to be pissed and be I'm gonna resign myself to dying. I'm low. I think he would try to maybe find at least a little bit of love, you know. Uh, the movie The Fall. Uh, to segue oh. into it, if you guys remember that one, oh, with yeah. an actor who you know gets paralyzed and who sweet talks a little girl to get him medicine, hmm. you know, it's a very similar. It. Well, mm. another double. Mi- oh God, we're getting Don't ideas for future yeah. double bills. Oh yeah, we're that's one of the that. best movies I've ever seen. Yes. So anyway, my point is, is that I just think that some of those sh- those tonal shifts are very abrupt, heavy-handed. And don't seem to kind of fit the overall flow of the that, characters. That one you're talking about is the only one that really fit because it it was um. It was him discarding her poem. Yeah. And it was right after talking about how Mr. Banks in the movie Mary Poppins seems very cruel to his children because he's taking the things they've made and tearing them up right, with the right. kite and whatever. 
so there you saw the parallel because she just had her big freak out about Mr. Banks, and you yeah. see, oh, it's because it's a very direct memory of okay. Dad. Mm-hmm. All right, I can I can see it just. But again, because we are shifting between times, I just, yeah. I was hoping, and I also part of me, in even in these flashbacks, didn't really fully one hundred percent understand it. Uh, how those instances, and I didn't need anything to be, I didn't need to be spoon fed, but how those instances suddenly turned her into this this very fragile, almost bitter. Um, it would have been nice to see some teen years. So, yeah. well, not even teen years, just something... Cause, well, like, something, she, something in between. Something, something that like showed, like, why... I mean, your dad capping yeah. on your shit does not maintain the fact that you're... Well, we got so up. much flashback that I don't think a lot of it mattered to what was happening sure. like in okay. the like, 60s. So mm-hmm. I think, like, 20-30% of it could have been cut, mm-hmm. like, really, and had no detrimental effect on the movie. What I like, though, and, and this is and this is the... the, the I guess normal shit that I buy into is I like the fact when the sister ah, uh, wind from the east coming in oh, yeah, was, and the uh, sister uh, arrives and you're like well there it is there is her this is the image that she wrote about mm-hmm. as an adult this is Mary Poppins played by my favorite Rachel Griffiths uh, yes mm-hmm. uh, I spent her whole performance under. going I know that face <laughs> oh, yeah. I know that face uh, it, it and looks a, like Muriel's wedding. <laughs> oh yeah, she's she's great in her tiny little two bit pieces in there. Um, but yeah, I thought you know with the the carpet bag being opened and all the shit coming out like fucking Felix the cat. You know, it just mm. it was it was really great. Um, and yeah, again, I really enjoyed the ever living hell. Good good call on that one. It was a fun movie, and I'm glad yeah. I caught it before it got out of the theaters. Yeah, yeah, it was one that was worth fighting to see. Yeah, I was really pleased with it when I came out of it. Actually. And it's certainly worth a rent. I mean, to anybody, it it you know where it's going to go. You know the movie's going to get yeah. made. It's a Disney movie. It's a Disney. We're going to go through some darkness, and at the end, we're going to feel like better people. I do feel that Emma Thompson was a bit snubbed with uh, Oscar nominations, but was she not? She wasn't. Oh, she won she a Golden Globe. Though. Oh well, yay. Yeah, I, I, almost, I, I almost feel like the Golden Globes are a little bit better indicator of quality. Which than... is a shame. <laughs> yeah, because she was... Hollywood I, Foreign Press. She yep. was astonishing. She I mean, was she's never been bad. No. But she was she's been miscast. Oh my God, but, yeah. I couldn't believe wow. the job she was doing on screen. She was just blowing everybody out of the water. Yeah, I'm And most... everybody is good, mm-hmm. which is the crazy but thing. Yeah, she's blowing uh, Paul Giamatti and mm-hmm. Tom Hanks out of the water. She's not, you know... These aren't bit players. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I think when we talk about sanitizing, uh, coming back to present day, 1961, the cigarette stubbing, I guess he was a chain smoker. Um, I was doing some little homework reading up, and I guess the clearing his throat, the cough before he came in the room is an endearing Walt Disney trait. I guess he before he would go into meetings to announce his presence, he'd start coughing a little bit. Um, but he also had hard and fast rules that he says in the movie about never want to let the kids see you smoke, you know. And Hanks was like, I'm all I'm gonna smoke. I'm gonna smoke the I'm gonna smoke the shit out of this movie. This movie's gonna make Mad Men look like a fucking e cigarette. And he ends up one of these days I'm gonna make Josh Humphrey laugh his ass off on this recording, wait and see, I'm gonna find the joke, and he's gonna spit his soda everywhere. I'm gonna find it. So he I shouldn't be drinking soda while we record, but So I- he but when he tamps it out, that was his one the one thing Disney Disney said you can show him putting it out, but you can't show him actively smoking. So I thought that was a little strange. But I loved I loved the trip to the park, mm-hmm. to Disneyland. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Um, the little stories, the looking around, the, the bit about giving out the pre-autographed yeah. card. I thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The, the horse ride, uh, that was fun. 
Um, and yeah, and I thought, and I liked how there was, I thought there'd be more of the flashback and she kind of had that when she was on the white horse, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh shit. And that reminds me, Colin Farrell, a uh, horse master. He's from fucking Rohan. Did you see him get on that horse at the beginning? Yes, he went, that was a stun. That was yeah, a just, he slithered up that horse. He didn't slither. The man hopped like he was a goddamn gremlin. Up on that horse. <laughs> well, My days he, did, he didn't like jump six feet in the air. He like he jumped, a hopped a little into the air and then slid up the horse like it was there. It is, was played in reverse or something. There's a reason why there's fucking stirrups. And Rachel went, holy! And I was just like, it took me a second. I'm like he just hopped up bareback ass on that horse like he was mm -hmm. on a fucking trampoline. And that man did it. And then he picks his daughter up from the ground, whips her right up on the yeah. whips her right up. And I'm like, that is. Good for you, man. That was some impressive <laughs> stunt work right there. Seriously, uh, and you wouldn't. Th and you don't think you're going to say that about a movie dealing with a biopic about right, Disney yeah. and Travis? Bio you know? Yeah, you don't think the story of the origin of Mary Poppins is going to impress you with its horsemanship? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Rohan. Um, but yeah, I I really the cast, the ensemble, everybody everybody really pulls their weight, and uh, it, really really good choice again. So Thanks. well, yeah. I'm glad you like this one. Because wait till we talk about part two. <laughs> Is that two. our segue? I think so. Let's yeah. take a break and we'll talk about Escape from Tomorrow. <sighs> we can't escape from Escape from Tomorrow. And we're back. And I really don't want to do this. Do we have to talk about this movie? I guess we have to talk Boy, about this Boy, gosh. I want to... I kind of... It's okay, okay, Brian. It's okay. It's okay. Calm, it's it's okay. okay, pal. It's okay. Brian's mad because we think we, we're trying to make him quit. That was not my intention behind Escape from Tomorrow. I can't... I'm sure. that, I'm, I think I'm just still trying to assign any intention hey. to any aspect of Escape from Tomorrow. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I beg your pardon. What did you say? That, that basket... Basket Case might have been a better movie? I think it might have been. It had a plot. Yeah, oh. here's the... It Bas had a plot. Basket Case has a continuous, coherent plot. A, a lot of it's kind of dumb. As crazy as it might be. acting's pretty crap. But it starts without a movie about a... a whatever conjoined twin seeking revenge and it ends a movie about a conjoined twin trying to seek revenge this movie started as what some sort of midlife crisis for yeah, the yeah midlife crisis you get fired on the last Lolita day of your vacation girls around yeah. that were 16 year old french girls it was and that was like icky and gross and okay okay so bizarre. for the for the listeners at home Escape from Tomorrow, uh, like Josh said earlier, was released in... Uh, it was last year. Last year, fall of last year. The uh, The concept of it was that this is a movie that was shot within the Disney parks. All gorilla style. All yeah. gorilla style, because you cannot film on Disney property. I believe the actors use their cell phones to like have the script, script with Script in their hands, yep. And I think there were, some of the film sense. was done that way, too. I don't oh, know yeah. if it was, like... Probably, it was probably done with, like, GoPros or something. Yeah, GoPros. Know. They had, like, handhelds, so they probably looked like they were just tourons. Yeah. Like, right, yeah. You know, the idea is... Technology's gotten good enough now yeah. that you can shoot a movie with handheld cameras. And you guys were saying that you can't... You shoot within a park and use it for profit, you know, yeah. the images. But anyway... Right. So the idea is this: uh, a family of four is at the uh, is at Disney World on vacation. Um, starting off with the dad getting news that he has been shit canned from his job. Yeah, downsized, and, whatever. And going that. forward, it's it's basically the uh, what happens 
sinister things start happening within the park that first the father notices. Yeah, sinister in air quotes. Sinister, sinister in wow. air quotes with some italics thrown into boots. Well, there's some very lovely, creepy He's... stuff happening. They're going they're going on rides. Not It's a Small World, but that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The it feels dolls like that. are growing vampire teeth and getting yep. sinister expressions. And that was all done very well, so it was very creepy and interesting. And then that's not mentioned for 40 minutes. Yeah, and the yeah, thing... It doesn't come back at all. And, and that's And, that's and where... then the wife, like, sees some of that, and then it's not up again yeah this as you can tell this movie has made us has agitated us and uh well let let me let me see if i can rattle off all the plot lines in terms of the movie yeah you were keeping track it was really uh, brazil 28 days later i can't sinister things all around maybe a little dead man the a lot of a lot of weird like jacob's ladder jacob's ladder yes that's the faces yeah they're it's and you know the surrealism starts off. Uh, another really quick tidbit: one of our friends, Sam Landman, um, Twin Cities actor Sam Landman, <laughs> star of stage, screen, and radio. He saw the movie, and we were talking about doing this as a double bill via uh, Facebook. And he had saw he watched it at the Trilon Micro Cinema in uh, Minneapolis, and came up and was just like, nope. I give it what he's a D minus piece yeah. of shit. He's like skip it, avoid it. I went in with high hopes, and it was a piece of shit. We talked a while about maybe changing. We we, yeah. we didn't, and when we saw because you know we could have just watched Mary Poppins instead, right. <laughs> and then we could have been yeah. <laughs> oh, that was his plosive, exasperated. <laughs> I wasn't exasperated. That was, oh, yes, of course, obviously. Why didn't I think of that? That's kind of embarrassing. I didn't think of that. We could have seen if Mary Poppins actually had any red in it, see if she had her way, and they they cut all the red out. (laughs) You know, I was thinking about that. The candy stripe uniform that uh, Bert Bert has on at one point is more orange. Well, she didn't want Dick Van Dyke, obviously. Some of her preferences went away. She didn't want songs. She didn't want anything. She just wanted a blank screen for two hours. But... uh, we we knowing that we decided that and jo- we stuck with it. We stuck with yeah. Seeing it. I wasn't going to change. And we we decided you know no one calls me a flip flopper. Yeah, and you know <laughs> don't change horsemen in the middle of the apocalypse. Rod Humphrey for cat flu. Um, two thousand sixteen. Oh, Joshua cat, cat flu Humphrey. Cat that's what I there were like three very interesting movies implied in this one, and, <laughs> and, and, and none of them none came of them to fruition. It was mark. like ooh, that is that what this is going to be? Nope. Nope. No. Nope. 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 So no. what happened? So what happened? <laughs> Well, there there are a lot of good movies. There are a lot of some of my favorite movies that start as one movie and then another one takes over. Like, well, like Shaun of the Dead is a romantic comedy that has a zombie movie attack it. Um, oh God, what else am I thinking of? Dark City. Dark City is a weird neo noir thing that turns out to be sci fi. I kept expecting that to happen. I kept expecting a hinge point where it's like, no, now it's this type of movie. And they did like five of those and abandoned them all. And they could have just had a fucking narrative and then like done a, like flipped our perceptions over and been something completely different. But like Brian Watson Jones says, the movie starts off and you're like, God, this is going to get some Jacob's Ladder weird yeah. shit. Well, it starts I even off said just sort of be- uncomfortable. He's yeah, looking at girls yeah. who are too young and his wife totally knows You were right at the beginning. Two minutes in, you saw a girl like, in like a Chippendale hat. I was like, I'm like, like that, oh, yeah, okay. that woman is the acme of, of fashion and I think that Sam Lamon is inaccurate. I'm going to go on record by saying I think this is going to be a good movie. And I'm going to go on record by saying it wasn't F minus, but man, it was a Sam, mess. Sam, you beat us again. <laughs> The movie was, for me, like, when you have that many plots going on at once, any, all the possibilities, mm-hmm. it became a, just a muddled brown mess. And maybe yeah. that's just an artifact of them filming it how they filmed it. Right. 
But they went into it with a script, so apparently they were following some sort right, of template. Right, yeah, they have, you have to have something going on. It was it's just baffling. I yeah. mean, the first half of the movie is, or th- like maybe the third, is just following him around with his kids as he sort of trails these two young French girls. Yeah. And sort of like the weird stuff comes Stalks in, and comes in and out, and kind of goes yeah. in, up and down, and it's just it never goes anywhere. Right. Yeah. See, this guy... Oh. And then it, it turns more out fun. there's a... And no one's really a nice person in this movie. No uh, one is a nice person. He's, he's a lecherous... He's a dickhead. A lecherous... Uh, his wife doesn't seem very appealing either. She's like, super yeah. mean to she's him. She's super mean. He's trying to be affectionate, and she's yeah. having none of it. it. It's hard to tell if she's being super bitchy because he's earned it, or if she's just an unpleasant person. Yeah. His kids are, are rotten rat finks, a little weird. Yeah. They do weird things. They ask you... I mean... Yeah, a little more The girls seem normal, actually. Normal, yeah. More normal. Yeah, when, normal. when she was being rotten, she was being a rotten the Boy Elliot like a seemed a little strange. Yeah, yeah. And like Elliot, he was a little too attached to his mother. Elliot likes spooning with his mom. He did. a little too close. Uh, and I don't know if they were playing that up or if they just yeah. kind of let. Or if let he just wasn't. Maybe his child acting was a little off, in, and it happened to look like that. His little yeah, and then and then you know, and then Dad, Mister Pervy Dad, has been following <laughs> these little two French jailbait. Isn't even appropriate. They're like thirteen and fifteen apiece. And he's, like and he's following him around, slavering. Yeah, he's being all humbered, humbered. He, yeah, he's, yeah, he's standing, staring at them, slack jawed, like not remote, not glancing at them as he's. No, he's, he's just like mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. He's just standing with his kid, bored, wanting to do something else. And, and then he has a trust with the weird lady with the jewel. Yeah, with, then he with, sits with, next to Miss. <laughs> The the uh, Stacia Rice kind of archetype that I was like that looks like Stacia. Stacia, you're awesome. The, we love you. We, you're great. This Sorry, comparison Stacia. is purely coincidental. It was coincidental. This woman was two shades of crazy and weird. And she had this this amulet which hypnotized him. And when he was staring at her Something. boobs, amulet. Sorry, her boobulet. Uh, he wakes up and they're having sex because and he's tied to a bed. Because at this point, sense has gone the wayside. And at this point, we've already had one or two. Um, Instances where he ended up, he was fantasizing about being with the French girls and then kissing his cheeks, and his kids are gone, and uh, and so it felt like that at first, and then wait, no, so that actually happened? Yeah. Now they're just leaving. And now he's talking to this strange woman who's coming onto him and doesn't mind that he's checking her out, and then his daughter's missing. And she and reveals getting... that his turkey leg is actually emu. Oh my god! Because no. that's cheaper than buying turkey. Yeah, and that's like a, I guess that's sinister. Well, there's an old there's an old urban myth that nothing um, is as it seems in Disney right. World. Is what right. Well. There's an old urban myth that McDonald's fills out its hamburger with worms, like nightcrawlers. And the, the response that McDonald's gave basically was hamburger meat's a buck a pound. Nightcrawlers are six bucks a pound. Why the hell would we use filler that costs <laughs> six times as There's no way you can get emu for cheaper than turkey. Right. And again, we're from Minnesota, so you can get that shit at the state fair, ten days up until Labor Day, every mm. yeah. So... Oh, pink slime, whatever. But, you know, she's talking about the sinister nature, and yeah, next thing you know, they have a conversation, which I don't even remember because nothing in that conversation had anything to do with anything. She said, blah, we're in a presidential suite, blah, 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 he gets dressed, leaves, next thing you know, he's taking his daughter, who was, I guess, hanging out in the other room. With her child. With her child, sleeping while they were boning each other like it was their job. And, well... He was getting a concussion with her dangly fucking necklace that kept smacking him in the face mm-hmm. that's not a boner killer i don't know what is um so he so he takes her back to the pool uh to the hotel to meet up with his wife and, and his son and i might add at this point besides not making a goddamn bit of sense 
he's been like separated from his wife and one of his kids for extended periods now twice in one day mm-hmm. and it's apparently okay yeah. this is the trip. longest day in the world because yeah. they're it goes lost on in really Disneyland long. for a they long they have time, time to watch a movie yeah. and, go to, a nap, and go to the pool yeah, and then like, he goes and, and all that goes, happens before they go home shower off and then go back to Epcot back for, to Epcot for, for fireworks yeah and they had more well we'll get into that in a second so he goes to the pool and he pulls that predatory sees the two French girls swimming around and like yeah. swims toward them but he yeah. does it like a fucking crocodile like yeah. he has nose above water like tick tock tick tock and that's uh-huh. I'm like I, and that, I'm like going is this supposed to be like another Disney analogy like with right. the tick tock thing coming out you can really read into this movie whatever you fucking want whatever you want and to. you're desperately trying to find something to hold on to and basically if you find any oh it's like dark side of the mood almost like right. in terms of like you could see whatever you want in this movie right but it's shit yeah and it is shit and so finally they up and decide and oh and then there's a rando intermission just yeah what the fucking <laughs> that's, that came an hour an hour and one hour minute and i and i paused it like movie. right before this intermission to go to the bathroom i got back and then i got shit for like not pausing it during the intermission <laughs> right, I was like, obviously this is the kind of movie with an intermission this isn't shitty shitty bang bang for right. christ's sake it's, yeah. it's shitty shitty bang bang i yeah. wish i was 20 and taking a film class because i could write a paper on this i could write my what a waste of effort I, just like, gone. yeah exactly i could make up I, I figured out a way to parallel this with purgatory. I could write that paper. I don't want to, and I'd be wrong, and it'd be a giant waste of everyone's time, but I can make that shit accurate. It is. It is a piece of shit. So, as we were saying, this is now officially the longest day in, I mean, because apparently this fucking film took place on Jupiter or something, where the, <laughs> the days are longer. And so it goes around, I mean, so as we're circling the sun here, they decide to go to Epcot for the fireworks display, which is great. But it's still daylight when they get to Epcot. Yeah. And so they go into Epcot. So they go food. to the world. He gets wasted. He gets shit-faced. And he goes full-out frat boy. And by this point, we've decided this guy looks like about 27 actors. Yeah. That we don't even have to get I thought he looked like him. a gone-to-seed William, uh, Sean William Scott. He kind of looked like Tom Cruise. Had, yeah. Like, if you look at him the right way. He's Tom Cruise's version, his his uh, Dorian Gray picture that he yeah. keeps up in right. his attic. Right, yeah. You were he looks like Ken, Ken Marino, Marino. Yeah. which is a throwback at the end. I'm like, he's shitting his pants. It's Ken Marino. Bad Milo's yeah. coming out. I, I was hoping Milo would Please show up. Please let Milo would, come out that and that eat would be, the kids. It would make the movie worth it, but no. It no. Happen. So he gets yeah. shit-faced, frat boy style, wearing a fez, and he, yeah, the best lines and the best acting where he's like, he's like, yeah! Rub, rub, rub. rub, rub, rub. Awesome, a beer. Beer. Um, Thank you, Pharrell. Gets sick on a ride. Um, really sick. Gets really sick. He vomits like, like a full meal twice. Yeah, it's like a Family Guy joke. Sick is how sick yeah. he gets. And they get him off the ride, and he somehow gets what did happen? He gets separated from his family again. His wife, his and, daughter, runs off. Oh wait, no, they go to yeah. get the toys. Oh, and yeah, and she got mad at him earlier for like she goes, "Why'd you give me the Dumbo Bell?" <sighs> mini, I like the mini bell. It's like that's okay, the mom. By the mom, we yeah. hate everybody. Which this movie hates everybody. It's hard to tell because halfway, you know, at first she just seemed sort of annoying, and by the end I was like, oh no, she's probably been dealing with this nonsense because I, I want to yeah. yell at this guy. Well, then finally she finally well, he's leering at young girls like he has with like, a whole really, film. really lately. So wow. finally, fucking finally, this movie kind of like trods back into something that could potentially be a real movie. Is this cat flu or no. is this the, the pseudo Nazi? Oh, no. We, cat flu was Are mentioned. you talking about the Siemens? In no. I'm talking about the one moment the wife sees the same thing her husband sees. Yes. Oh, yeah. She has one second where she sees somebody's face melt. It's one of the girls. It's one of the, one of the girls, girls. gets this demon face yeah. thing going on. Again, and then she a comes really up well and she done goes, effect. Yeah, and she goes up to her husband. She's like, look, 
I I saw something. He's like, what? What? Yeah. What? what you, I don't see. Yeah, that. the movie snaps into a place for a moment, into yeah. place for a moment, and then yeah. it totally loses. Again, it. it it's, it's like it's trying to thread the needle with a fucking uh, with a chain, you know, and it finally somehow makes it through. It's really just drop the needle. I, I had a high, I had high expectations for this film, like uh, not so much after Sam Lamon kind of <laughs> torpedoed them, right? But I I want I went into it thinking, okay, this is this will be an interesting juxtaposition with Saving Mr. Banks because Saving Mr. Banks is. Uh, made by Disney. It's yeah. all has their brand all over it. Mm-hmm. And this is something that's done sort of under the radar of Disney. Mm-hmm. Disney yeah. knows about it, but they don't want to acknowledge it because it was all done on Disney property. Right. And that'd there. be a huge lawsuit. A sinister when... movie about the happiest place. But th- mm-hmm. that's really their only, that's the only thing this movie has going for it is it was filmed. On yeah. Disney it's lots. style of, cause that's otherwise it. there are so many, so many real and potentially, uh, and, urban legend type things you can say about Disney. There's an urban legend that there's serial killers who go around Disney kidnapping kids and Disney keeps it quiet. There's and, you know, maybe that... we got some of that, too, with, like, the princess woman at the end who was sort of, like, kidnapping Yeah, or the, the guy daughter. in the wheelchair who... God, what seemed the really? fuck was The guy in the rascal? The guy yeah, in the, the rascal with the wig. Or, or fuck. Uh, let's see. What I think else it was a guy. Which, which was funny. I think they were trying to play him up a little, like, pedophilic. Yeah. But, like... The guy was totally like yeah, into those young seems, girls already, so it was just like right. Yeah, you're not you're. I mean, you're, you're no worse than the main he, character he that he we're runs, supposed to. The identify daughter with. runs away from the father, skins her knees, crying on the ground. The father can't find her for at least a couple of minutes. Yeah, and the rascal guy is staying with the daughter and doesn't do anything. Yeah, that sort of blows there. the whole pedophilic like vibe. Like if he's just sort of there. Yeah. with his Bomb kid pop, even. Oh, then when they go to the oh the nurse the rando nurse oh go to the nurse's office yeah. And the nurse who must have thought there were a couple more scenes about what she was talking about because she came out of nowhere. Yeah, and what what the fuck scriptwriter like you know? Hey Billy, yeah, Dad, if you could have a kind of flu that's not bird flu or not swine flu, what would you want? I want cat flu. Cat flu it is, son. And so Man, they, I wish I'd taken a writing class. They gave lip service to this shit called cat flu. Yeah. Early in the film, you hear a bunch of people coughing. Later in the film, he gets his face spit on, and spoiler alert. Contracts cat flu, where he is hacking up hairballs in the toilet. Yeah, I just I, that and when died no. with a died bleeding out of everything, bleeding out of his ears. And then he what had kind that, of flu makes you bleed amazing out of your ears? That looked like he was a victim of Joker gas. The Joker gas, yeah. yeah, right. The grin and the one cat eye. The two hit both. They're both kitty they're eyes. Both were they both? Yes. One was kind of in shadow. I missed. We got it. these cat eyes. You know, because swine flu gives you a pig nose when you die and. Bird flu makes you grow tiny feathers, and we we get we get a modicum of gratuitous nudity on the Soren uh, ride, which totally I don't remember. Gratuitous. Totally gratuitous, it, pointless gratuitous nudity, and then you get the same woman side. You've had teen girls in bikinis. You've had sex in the movie and no nudity, and, and then, then you finally just have a flying naked woman, and then and then this guy, and this has been this was pointed out. This guy is is having an epic diarrhea fit before he succumbs to I can't even he succumbs to a cat flu okay, <laughs> and before succumbing before puking up his hairballs because oh Jesus I'm actually saying these lines he's actually puking up hairballs but before he shits his gut out they have like the money to pixelate his ass and they pixelate all ass. Yeah, they can't even show this guy. The and not, t- it's not, not even, it's not even yeah, like his whole ass. It's just like, like the a, top of it. The yeah, it's, it's not a full blown shot. It's his lower back. Right, and I've seen from above, which looks like nothing. And I thought maybe it was his back hair squared out or something. But no, I, I assumed it was a glitch in the stream at first. I, I assumed, oh, it got a little pixelated yeah. there for that one shot, and then it happened again. 
yes. in the same, it was bizarre. same area of the school. Ugh. And if we're talking about, uh, and if and if this is confused or lost in listeners, I apologize. It's just the nature of the movie. But I might also add, and I can't believe we've gone this far without mentioning... The green screen. Oh yeah, the green screen. The it, it, it came into my mind a couple times, and I thought, I, like the for the film, like for it to trade so much on the fact that it was filmed, like you know, guerrilla style on uh, the Disney campuses. Then they have all this green screening in there. It yeah. was just kind of like, oh, see, I'm willing. I, I'm, I'm willing to let it go. I would be, except for one thing. See, because green screen, obviously, you got to do pickups, and if you can't go sure. back to Disney World, you got that. There's some scenes which are just way too too big and loud and creepy to actually be shot at Disney because you'd be escorted out by security. Mm-hmm. But the the CGI on the creepy faces on the dolls and on the girl was so good; it was so seamless and in motion and everything that I don't understand why the you know just the girl running around playing in the square. Was so crap. That's a good reason to let it go. I would have let it go if the narrative made a lick of sense. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. That is the other thing. I would have let it go because you can't like sit there and if you were a camera person filming two people on a bench, and you'd have to do like different like mm-hmm. angles and shit. It's one thing to film a family saying, "Okay, honey, uh, we're gonna go to this part of the park," and my lines are all in the map. And yeah, this movie was all the fuck over the place. Not in a good way. Big fucking mess. And not even in a... I mean, when I say not in a good way, J-Date was a movie that was all over the place, deliberately. Well, Holy Motors. Holy Motors was all oh, over the place. Yeah. I, 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 still, I don't need my narratives tidy at all. Yeah. They can be messy. Yeah, Holy Motors, I, I, I have no place to stand with that either, but I enjoyed it a lot, and I'd be willing to watch it again. I would not be willing to watch this again. I would I would not recommend this movie to anybody. Oh, this was God, a piece of We didn't even talk so... about where he was in with the German scientist in the, the neo-Nazi oh, yeah, robot. The, the Kubrick, the Kubrick slash... Uh, that was the Allen. Brazil moment. The Brazil yeah, moment. It was a little Brazil. That, that was Michael Palin with the pig mask. Only, More... why is this happening? This makes no sense. Right, so there's a really fantastically choreographed <laughs> escape scene. Where he is trapped in the basement. Oh God! Of Epcot. I blocked it out, and I only watched it like forty minutes ago. He's trapped in the basement of Epcot, and he's got some this guy, the Siemens the German, Corporation. The Siemens Corporation. Not to mention all the fucking ejaculatory imagery. If you there is it. so much, and there's so much. So this guy is trapped in the basement while while this German doctor. I tell you what, this German doctor babbles for like five minutes. Of yeah, I had no idea what he said. Yeah. But you know what? He makes the fucking guy in in the fucking Matrix Two sound like he makes perfect sense. You know, he's like, ah, oh, the, yeah. the architect. The well, architect. I he's, am the architect. He's, he's the next moment where it feels like, oh, we're about to touch on something because he implies a conspiracy. Now here we go. It's gonna get tied yeah, together. Yeah, like okay, so oh, so this moment ties into this, and this does, and then and now and now this scene is over, and that's just it. Uh, well, he has we're just a CGI leaving? version of the Epcot testicle over his head. That yeah, it's just kind of hovering there. And we're just like, you couldn't just put a fucking basketball on him and call it Epcot? No. Yeah, no. And then it Get goes somebody's away. kid to make it out of paper. So then he's spinning around in a circle, and what does this, this fucking genius MacGyver do? He rifles into his pocket for a tube of Neosporin. Not Neosporin, because they had to black the label out. Yeah, they, they spent half their budget on that. And you that think, little black bar and as blocking out the Neosporin name. As I'm trying to figure out, like, is he going to, like lube up his wrists and slide him out of his shackles, yeah, which look, seemed like the natural... It looked like what he was doing at first. This guy starts violently bucking in his chair, squeezing the tube around waist level, and shooting wads... <sighs> you should note that they're uh, rotating around him are... Are pictures of a naked woman, yeah. front and back. And as he's spurting out what seems to be like a cock gun's worth... 
Oh yeah, there was a lot of uh, yeah, neosporin. Of neosporin. white neosporin. And like neosporin the is in the travel translucent tube. clear. Yeah, strange. It's a that. gel. I work in a pharmacy. Yeah. <laughs> our our lo- our our resident expert BWJ here. Thank you, BWJ. Is like telling us Just, the truth here. I appreciate this, that. This tube is like literally like airplane airplanes probably would allow it on, and this thing is like. Boy, it's putting Peter North to shame and with if, the amount yeah. of discharge. And if that that's metaphor wasn't uh, didn't go far enough for you, all over this like dome sphere thing, Siemens, 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 yeah. Siemens, because the as whole he, thing is sponsored as by he Siemens. Blasts a gallon of white stuff across photos of a naked butt and a bacon butt, and he gets it all over the instrument panel, which frees him, him from his bonds. It shorts out. <laughs> He's gone. And then the movie doesn't he make any more sense. He grabs the weird sci-fi taser gun and... Cuts off the scientist's head, who's like a Westworld throwback. And yeah, so you'll he's bre- a robot now. All right. Okay. Okay, whatever. So now there's so now it's the world's end, right? There's these robot things ever. Nope, that was it. That was it. Yep. Never Is he be- a robot? I don't know. He was replaced yeah, at the this, end, I guess. Is this Blade Runner now? Maybe? Nope. Man. Yeah, it All was right. bizarre. It was, uh, it was headache. I mean, I don't have a headache, but I can see how headaches would get headaches from watching this movie. <sighs> and I just need to point out that, yes... Don't see this movie. It's a piece of shit. Yeah, I feel like this movie was trying to say something about um, American men and, like, I don't know, them yeah. being sa- their sexuality being sanitized. And, like, uh, by filming in Disney, they were trying to say something about Disney's effect on that, right. but it didn't go anywhere. To, they were trying it to just say something about weird big corporate. And and they were trying to say something about how dangerous theme parks yeah, are for know. disease pandemics. <sighs> See, that's the thing. We we go anywhere with this. And yeah, we we get and nowhere. we we could get There's two no solid steps in that direction, and then just everything would fall yeah. apart. Invasion of the body snatchers moment, where his dead body's carted off in one, and then his like idealized self shows up with his mm-hmm. tro- smoking hot trophy wife side boob, and um, the naked flying woman, I believe. His yeah. idealized self was dressed very nicely. I with uh, yeah, with his kind little, of with kind his of. little dapper the hat. Yeah, the hat really band. didn't fit him. His boy band hat. Yeah, yeah, that didn't fit. So. Big ass thumbs down. Uh, I think. Yeah, I didn't enjoy this movie, and I apologize to both of you for presenting it to you. No, Dude, just I, so as many... I was watching, I was like, "Oh, there's so many different things I should have paired <sighs> Saving Mr. Banks with." And, and just... actually, if I wanted to pair say, Escape from Tomorrow with something else, I would have done that different. However, uh, why, why don't we take a little break and we'll come back and talk? Well, about... Well, real quick, out of curiosity, sure, sure, go ahead. what would you have paired uh, Escape from Tomorrow with? Um, if you'd known what you were in for. If I was, if I know what I was in for, I would have said uh, "Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom" by Cory Doctorow, which is a short no- novel about this thick. Hmm. And uh, you can't see that, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm about a half an Hear inch. Hear how thick this is. He's advocating reading. Yes, I would advocate reading, and uh, you would love that material much better than you would have escaped from tomorrow. It would have been interesting because it has an imagineering bent to it, mm. uh, and it's all about. Uh, uh, people uploading their consciousness into new bodies and stuff like that. It's already really interesting. more interesting. Yeah, already more interesting. Not where this movie went at all. Or could, have, could have. Came close. Came we, close, but one of the West five World places... For fun. It, yeah. I don't know if it you came Brenner. close, Brian. I think it, it sort of missed the mark entirely. Well, there were five or six moments where you're like, ooh, demon movie. No. Well, yeah, ooh, every robot time you got excited no. that it was trying to like, fit into ooh, some sort of narrative. Mo- no. Something could have happened. I think that's what the squandered potential is what makes this movie frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Just didn't go anywhere. Nope. All right, let's take a break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Hey. Hey. What what were you going to ask me? You were going to ask me something before we actually started. Yeah, I did ask. Then you answered. 
What was it? Um, what you would pair Escape from Tomorrow with. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I was not talking about that. I was talking oh. about which did it better. Oh, oh that was me. I'm, yeah, that was him. Which did Stop it... Stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't see you on Podcastville. No, you can't see it. Uh, so who... I mean... I think we've already pretty much answered. It's a real tough. It's a well, tough sell. Just yeah. purely like well, what, what's wise, it say, first off? That, that's that? always the question. What, As the host, what's the it we're talking about? Well, if you're talking about the biggest connecting thread between these movies is a guy getting drunk and it ruining his life, uh, saving Mr. Banks did it better. <laughs> right, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, making a movie saving Mr. Banks did it better. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. Uh, you know, for. I don't know if this applies to, like, what did it better, really, in terms... Because both of them would have been doing very different things. It would have been the experience itself, as it, we were watching, like, one that was a brand and one was kind of, like, an off-brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... The generic... This is... The generic... Disney World. The Disney World. Dismat suits. I mean, par for par, Saving Mr. Banks in almost every category was better than this film. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Escape from uh, Tomorrow is good at... Well, but I mean, besides just being itself, it, if you're looking at this as and even that, it feels like pretty spectacular. An examination yeah. of the Disney Corporation. I mean, Saving Mr. Banks still does it better because I have a yeah. Lot. You, you're, you, even it though it's really yeah, even though very it's fully much more sanitized Disney, and optimistic, yeah. and it skips all the potentially dirty things that are involved in running any giant business, even one that makes cartoons for kids. I still have a better idea of how Disney works from watching that. Yeah, there's a lot of. Implication and conspiracy theory stuff and escape from tomorrow, well, and you can but look too, it's all just glanced on. None of it's dug into at all. You can look at like the history of the company and look at saving Mr. Banks and being like, oh, okay, I see what they were trying to do here. I see mm-hmm. where they kind of went off course here, or kind of yeah. like they smoothed over things for the narrative. Right. You can see but that. There. You can still see some stuff. I mean, that making movies at that point was a machine. It was like a Ford assembly line. You know, we mm-hmm. we take our our good musical people and we stick them on this movie and then we get some good music into it and then we pull them and we put them in this movie. Still get a sense of that. Yeah, but in like in the the background also is well, I mean, I think the nice thing about saving Mr. Banks is that it prompted me to want to like do a little bit more digging around to see what the hell was going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And this was this was, you know, Papa Waltz like live action, you know, like Live action, like forte, like this is what he was going to do. This was his Academy Award-winning film. Mm-hmm. This was, uh, and this beat My Fair Lady, which Julie Andrews lost the lead to. Um, and so when she won the Golden Globe, when she won the Oscar, she made goddamn well sure to thank Jack Warner for all the work <laughs> he did on his movie. It was like the speech was like really sharp and biting. You're like, <laughs> you go, Julie. Um, but you know, just there's so much background, and I think. As a period movie, uh, as a period movie split into two different period movies, I I thought that oh yeah, I did fantastic at that. Great, like, I loved like seeing the great world building, the, the detail, the cars, that you know the 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 writing, the mm-hmm. the map of Florida that was in his office. Yeah, that was a nice. Subtle. Oh, I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Walt, that. And, you know, Walt died in like 1966. So I think that two was years. After that was the, just before the premiere. It was when the Florida map showed up. Mm-hmm. She when she shows up back in his office, and there's this little like, oh yeah. Why is he looking at Florida? Why does he have a picture of the Everglades? Yep, tiny little, like just tiny little details like that really fleshed out this fantastic world. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say that I think that I I get that Escape from Tomorrow was like really was not was the gorilla was the gorilla concept there, and I and I get what they're trying to do, but again, mm-hmm. it just you can't you can't pick up the pieces that broken Heineken bottle all over the patio, and then stubbing your toe, oh, okay. broken glass oh, yeah. and stubbed chose. Two things that suck, right? 
And that's kind of an analogy for this movie. I think he is he stubbed his toe worse than some gunshots. Right. Mm-hmm. That man had a Tarantino movie happen to his toe. Yeah. And again, there's another direction that movie went in that didn't go anywhere. <sighs> I mean, maybe like if he grew like a little fucking like what's that the little side claw, the dew claw out of that toe, that would have been interesting. Yeah, right? Yeah, if his wife started like combing his back hair and he started purring or something and became addicted to pounce, I don't know. Clean the wound with by Pulling his leg up to his face and licking it. Yeah, licking his own balls, which the guy would have done if he could. God knows he was a pervert. Um, yeah. Besides the the drinking and I, the it's Disney, you know. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's a sanitized version of Disney. Here's a grim and gritty version of Disney, you know. But it doesn't really do anything to elevate the grim and gritty aspect of it. It just yeah. it shows a mess of what. It, it's Disney. There's there's a lot you could attach a grim and gritty story to. And they tried to put it on 12 things and failed with most of them. All but maybe one or two moments could have been in any theme park. I'm really could disappointed. Six Flags Pittsburgh, and it would have felt like exactly the same. I'm really disappointed that Escape from Tomorrow is probably the closest thing we'll ever get to Disney sanctioning, or not even sanctioning, just kind of letting go, like any kind of other alternate take. Yeah, right? yeah. Which is sort of disappointing, really, on multiple levels, because mm. this is kind of the best that was done. And it would have yeah. been nice. I mean, it feels like the last time Disney did something where they made fun of themselves in any aspect was fucking Roger Rabbit, you know, where they were able to, like, do the cartoon aspect and show, like, mm-hmm. cartoons getting tortured and dipped in, you know, turpentine and shit like that. And I thought, and then, and then also hang out with, like, Warner Brothers characters, too. Man, let's watch Robert Ra- Roger Rabbit for something. Yeah. Yeah, um, right? I just watched that last month. I could go for it again. I haven't seen it in ages. So, but that's, that's my take. I think this. It, it, you're right. It could have probably shown like some cons- conspiracy, but you know they were so nervous about getting their shit out there, they took to took away from what could have been a cohesive and interesting movie. Well, and ultimately, I don't know what their goal was yeah. with this. Well, it feels like the most, like admittedly, eighty nine percent of what I've heard about this movie, I've heard about from you two. Yeah. So, but it feels like the guerrilla filming aspect of it was the most pushed aspect. It's the one yeah. you guys were most It's, it's with. certainly the most marketable. It appeals to that part of me right, that but wants to know more about the grim and dark side of Disney. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, but it's like if you want to make a movie about Vietnam and the biggest selling point is you shot in Vietnam, something's gone terribly wrong. It, that can't just be your most marketable thing. Mm-hmm. It can't be your most important thing. That has to be a cool, interesting like side effect. Yeah. 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 And you know, a lot Disney of movies about... Vietnam. A lot of movies about Vietnam tend to get shot in North or South Carolina or uh, Hawaii. Yeah. Well, Hawaii's nice. I heard Hawaii's lovely this time of year, we say, mm-hmm. as we start plunging into polar Almost vortex Almost every time two. of year, Hawaii is nice. Um, so well, I, that volcano season. Yeah. I don't I don't fault you in any way, man. This, I, oh, no. That's this, fine. Yeah. No. I, I'm sorry for... Uh, it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a good idea. It was a good idea to shoot for. It's not your fault. They failed at it so now, badly. Now, I, I would like to kind of reiterate that in the sense that this could have been done anywhere. Uh, and the emu meet kind of gave the idea, we need to do some shit like Escape from Tomorrow at the State Fair. Escape from the State Fair? Escape, escape from the Grandstand or some shit like that. Escape from the Haunted Mansion. Well, we could find the Rascal guy pretty easily. We, oh, yeah. There's like the Rascal guys on every corner, usually backing mm-hmm. into you without looking. We could be, you know, we could get like swine flu from the swine barn, horse flu, pig flu, mm-hmm. the miracle of bird Whatever flu, flu alligator are, flu. Ooh, we, yeah. Let's stop by Bayou Billy's and get alligator grilled flu. corn flu. What happened? I don't know. I sneezed when I was eating this corn. And, oh my god! It came out his nose. You end up throwing up corn cobs. Right. <laughs> 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 
right. get stuck that's on That's it. That's it. Corn flu. We're sold. Corn flu. We're stuck in the midway. <laughs> that's some shit right there. That's mm. a, that's a, that's part two. <laughs> Escape from the State Fair, part Escape two. Escape from the tomorrow, mighty, part two. Mighty, mighty midway. My, my. Escape, skipped a beat Escape right from overmorrow. Ooh. Ooh. That's my Ooh. new favorite word, overmorrow. It, it's a medieval word for I the day no after idea. tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, this is this podcast is over. I'm done with this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, the, the Mikey, question you don't have anything for us answered. next time. Well, actually, you know what? The funny thing was that it's been a it's it's been crazy crazy busy after the holidays. So uh, the nice thing is that talking today, uh, we've got a bunch of ideas lined up for you, and we'll make sure to update the uh, Facebook Double Bill page. Um, and when we do, it's gonna probably. I'm hoping that it'll be not just a palate cleanser, but something we can all enjoy together for a change instead of like finding stuff that we can be critical about because. Yeah, I think uh, I think probably one of those is going to be the cell, uh, or no, the fall, the fall, the <laughs> made fall. by the same director. They're it's the not same as director. As it sounds. Yeah, it's not too rando. The fall was actually one of uh, Ebert's. Oh uh, yeah, I, he was like, he goes, I don't know why the fuck nobody is. This is not being like a, awarded a shit ton of you know Academy Awards. I mean, it, it's beautiful. Oh yeah, and it's like he's, he did the same thing with Dark City, but you know, The Matrix fucked Dark City. The fall comes out. And I don't. It was like 2006, and nobody wanted to see this beautifully painted movie. Oh, I haven't even heard of it. It, right. it was shot on. It, it's shot it. all over the world. Shit, I might mm. even buy it. It's beautiful. Mm. Oh, um, you, mm, trying to think. Well, we'll pair. We'll pair it later. He's trying to help me. He's trying to help me. Yeah, I'll come up with it. We'll we'll watch it with something else dreamy and and existential, right? So that's uh, so that's what you got. Dreamy and existential, which will probably be my nickname next time we record. This has been episode number nine. Ooh. Oh, and I get ten. That, oh, get, and then you get to close. You get to close it off for our anniversary. Our twelve. Yeah, it'll be twelve episodes. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Twelve episodes. About so this will go up in February. You'll have another one in March. Brian I think will our have first one in April. was in May. So that's yeah, just tomorrow. I'll be right. in May. Yeah, yeah, that'll be about right. How about that? I'll be done with uh, school for the next semester almost. Yeah, it'll be about right, right around finals time. Another <laughs> breath of fresh air. I my, it'll be finals time. I still haven't got my grades yet from last semester. Jesus. <laughs> I th- they were supposed to hit today, actually, the day we're recording this, which is the 21st. Mm. So I'm supposed to know. Soon. They might be have updated the website by now, but maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Fingies mm. crossed. Fingies crossed. I'm sure it's fine. They haven't kicked <laughs> me out yet. Yeah. They're still taking your money. I mean. They are still taking my money. And they'll probably take my money for the next few years. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, uh, this has been episode nine. It's share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. Uh, you, the music in the podcast is done by the inimitable Anna Weggle, and you can listen to more of her work at AnnaWeggle.com. You can. Mm. Thank you, boys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Double bill, double bill. Comparing culture, it's double bill. Putting two things together, it's double bill. It's double bill. Ha-ha!
Yeah. Hoppy it's and recording now. sweet and sour travesty. Sweet and sour travesty. Mm. Sour Bill. Sour Bill. <laughs> sour Bill. Cat flu. Who's standing on the cat? Well, for all you listeners at home, we do have cat flu sufferers here. <coughs> Meow. <coughs> no, no. Klingons are allergic to tribbles. So who did do it better? <laughs> so, yeah. Should we walk into sure. this first? Right. 